1: Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: We're back for our NFL Combine edition of the BAD podcast. Doug Maurice with Bill Landis and Ari Wasserman, your Ohio State coverage team for Cleveland.com. You can find our work at cleveland.com slash OSU, Ohio State basketball, Ohio State football. Uh, We just did a big Ohio State basketball podcast. You can find that um, in one of our most recent listings. But right now, we're going to talk about the Buckeyes headed to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis this week. There are 14 Ohio State players who will be there. Um, We think that is the highest total maybe ever. It's certainly the highest total in the last five years or so. Uh, This is a draft class that could be record-setting for Ohio State in terms of the most number of first-round picks, the uh, greatest number of overall picks. Uh, And of these 14, I saw someone list Chase Ferris, as one of the snubs of not being invited to the Combine. That would have been 15 for Ohio State. So as many Mm -hmm. as they had, they maybe even could have had more. Um, So we will be having coverage from Indianapolis. I'm going to be there along with uh, three members of our Browns coverage team. Obviously a lot of interest in this, but guys, I'm curious what you are most interested in when it comes to the Ohio State players in Indianapolis. Bill Landis. What are you most curious about when it comes to the Buckeyes and in Indy? Is Michael Thomas going to be there? Mike, uh, I'm assuming all the 14 guys that, that have been invited are going to be there, and that includes receiver Michael Thomas.
0: This might be jumping the gun into something we want to talk about later, but I am interested in Michael Thomas reminding everyone how good he is now that Braxton Miller sort of stole all the headlines when he was at the Senior Bowl and performing very well there in a scrimmage game against the other seniors around the country. Michael Thomas is the best receiver in Ohio State's roster. Anyone who doesn't think that is crazy. And I, I am intrigued to see sort of his numbers at the combine. I think he's a very good receiver. I'm interested to see like how fast he actually is. I don't is. know what he's going to run. I yeah. Mean, it seems, I'm it seems to like people think maybe he's not the fastest. I don't think he's the fastest. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how fast he actually is. I think he has excellent hands, obviously, and he's a good route runner. But I think... I think it's possible. Maybe we'll get surprised by how fast it is.
2: And we're talking about like what are we excited about to see them actually do at the combine, or like what the combine can mean for their draft stock.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, there's going to be stuff in terms of of guys in drills, and agility drills, and throwing drills. Uh, we're talking about 40 times vertical leaps, stuff like that. So, um, you know, obviously, the interviews and meeting with teams, and I think we'll have guys. Some of these fourteen guys for Ohio State, I think, will come out of the combine with different views on their, gra- their draft status than what we have right now. That the draft analysts, you know, and talking to scouts and, and GMs and stuff, they'll change some minds, good and bad. Yeah. So, so I guess any of it. I mean, because why- like I'm like interested. We have covered Braxton Miller for years now,
2: and maybe it's kind of. Annoying on my part to pick the most interesting name to say I'm most excited about, so sorry. But we saw Braxton Miller at the Senior Bowl kind of go, you know, his draft stock go up a lot, it seemed.
1: Yeah, and I think I th- he was, we weren't there, but it certainly seemed by all the reports that he was, if not the, one of the breakout stars of the Senior Bowl. So,
2: and you, and this is your point that you make all the time, but Braxton Miller is a drill guy, and this is the time, I, I can't wait to see what he runs how fast he, how fast he, you know, gets the forty time, and how he looks in the drills, and whether or not that obsession with how athletic he is is going to vault him into the first round for real.
1: I mean, because there are there are draft projections now, right, Bill? You've been putting this, these yeah. together for us mostly, but you can find multiple draft projections that currently have Braxton Miller in the first round. Because
2: I've been saying, and the, and the reason why I said that right after what Bill did is because I've been thinking the entire year, and some people on Twitter during games and stuff got a little mad at me, but I always thought that Michael Thomas, out of everybody, including Joey Bosa on this roster, is going to be the best NFL player, and the combine is an interesting thing to me because it takes drills and things that aren't football and can create, as you said, I wonder what Mike Thomas is going to run, I wonder what Braxton is going to run, and there might be a... Flip and forgetting who the best player, at least offensively, was Ohio State team's was on Ohio State's team last year. And it was Michael Thomas. So it'll be interesting to see how Michael they go Thomas out. was the best offensive player. I thought. I think he's. I mean, he wasn't used the most, but I think he's the best NFL prospect on the team. That's my. That's my opinion. Not being a NFL talent evaluator, but I think that in three years when we look at it, he's going to be the guy. This is interesting. Just
0: uh, Dame Brugler, who works for CBS Sports, is a guy we talk to a lot when it comes to NFL draft stuff Ohio uh, Native Ohio Native uh he had Braxton Miller as a first round pick in his mock draft that was released on January 31st and he just put out a new one that was released on February 14th and Braxton Miller is not in the first round
2: which you would think is you know the opposite of what happened in at the senior bowl looks like he got the buzz right
1: off the senior bowl and then maybe And then the, people maybe came back, back on there a little, a little bit yeah um What do you – let's stay on Braxton for a minute because I think he's he's interesting. I mean, I think when you have a guy who is a two-time Big Ten Player of the Year quarterback who changes position uh, as a senior, he's interesting. I think he is going to run fast. And I wrote a little story about this the other day. Uh, They're offering a million-dollar bonus if you wear Adidas shoes. Adidas is doing this and they're getting a free commercial on the Bad Podcast right now out of it. Brilliant marketing, Adidas. If you wear their shoes, and you break the forty-time record of the combine, which I think is four two four from Chris Johnson, a few years back, the uh, Titans running back who I think was with the Jets last yeah. year, or the Cardinals. Card- yeah. Cardinals,
0: Cardinals, like nine running. Backs. He was a star
1: in Tennessee, but then uh, if you break his record and you wear the shoes, I think you get a million dollars. Braxton Miller, there was a board at Ohio State that listed 40 times. I think it was either maybe two years ago, 18 months ago, that a recruit had tweeted it. And Braxton Miller, I think, was listed as a four-three-three. And everybody always lists their own times faster than what happens at the NFL Combine. But that was when Braxton Miller was a quarterback. And I do think his body has changed when you move to receiver. Um, you have a different body than you do when you're a quarterback, and you're trying to absorb hits in the pocket and that kind of thing. Um, whether or not he breaks a record do you think Braxton Miller and and and, and take expectation for however whatever you want it to mean in your mind or whatever do you think Braxton Miller will run faster than people expect slower than people expect or do you think he'll just run and people will say yeah yeah he's fast he's he's fast just like we thought he would be I
0: think he's going to meet expectations. I think he's just going to be a fast guy, do what people expect him to do. Didn't we think, like, Devin Smith was going to come close yeah, to breaking records last every year. year? It happens every year. Devin Smith ran a very underwhelming 40-time at the Combine. I forget yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah, I just don't – I think four two four is crazy fast. Yeah. That is that, and I just don't – I mean, Braxton Miller, obviously, is an incredible athlete, and he's got a great speed. I just think if we, if he was a guy who was capable of running a 4 – I think we would know that.
2: Yeah, and it's like, newsflash, every skill position player on Ohio State's team is fast. And it's just like, we, we talked about the Dontre Wilson speed, I think that guy kind of, it's like, to run what Johnson ran is an exceptional speed, and he was crazy good in the NFL because of it. And he was up and above, I know Braxton Miller's athletic and jukey and fast, I don't think that he is the fastest guy in college football. Um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he tries to run with the Adidas cleats and do what he's doing. I think he'll run a four three five or whatever you know is the normal fast guy time. I, I, it's not like he's Rocket Ishmael or something, you know. Or yeah, I mean, I don't even know what what did Ted Ginn Jr. run. I, I don't know right. off the top of my head, but Ted Ginn Jr. was the fastest guy I've ever seen play at Ohio State. Yeah, and it's not like he's on the board for most. You know, so I, I just don't, I don't know four if we're two gonna, eight. Four two eight. So there you go. I don't know if Braxton's faster than
1: Ted Ginn. You, you know, I've been thinking a lot about uh, Ted Ginn as sort of a not exactly a comparison, but at least maybe a benchmark for Braxton Miller uh, as we think about his draft status. And again, we're we're talking about the combine right now. That's not not exactly the same thing as the draft. Uh, but we're going to have so much draft talk on these guys because again, we're looking at potentially a, an historic draft for Ohio State, which I think the record. Currently a six rounders by Miami one year and 14 overall players drafted, which was set by Ohio State in the 2003 draft. Um, And I think both those are out there to at least be tied. I mean, they have 14 guys going to the Combine, so they certainly could have 14 guys drafted. And you don't have to go to the Combine to get drafted. Chase Ferris could get drafted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't automatically get drafted just because you go to the combine. But I don't know that there's anybody for Ohio State going to the combine that you don't think is going to get picked. Maybe Jalen Marshall, maybe Tyvus Powell, I don't know. But I think people think they will get picked. Um, So anyway, it's a different discussion. But when you think about Braxton Miller... Um, Ted Ginn Jr. was, I think, the ninth pick in the draft. I think that turned out to be too high for what he turned out to be because he was never a number one receiver in the NFL. He sort of fell into that role with Carolina this year, a team that went to the Super Bowl. He had his best year as a receiver this year. He had 10 touchdown receptions in the regular season. But during his career, he's been more of a return guy um, and more like a second or third receiver on a team. You know, A very good, long career, not disparaging that at all. He's done very well for himself. Not Not worthy of being a top 10 pick. And Ted Ginn Jr. was just, uh, if you go back uh, amazing. And
2: his, if you go back and look at his high, his college highlights, there's a YouTube video. And
1: I don't do this at all. Yeah. I don't do this ever. ever, but every now and then I'll watch a Ted Ginn Jr. highlight film to remind like, myself of how different he was at Ohio State.
2: And it's like, who could? And of all the great players that we've covered, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott did some crazy stuff, but what? player has a, a, a comparable highlight tape since that 2006-7 that, that two and three year run. Got yeah. returned like nine kicks for touchdowns. Unbelievable. I mean like Jalen Marshall is maybe thinking hey I should go to the NFL right now because I'm a good return versus return man. Did He He returned one punt I think in his entire career against Indiana two years ago.
1: And people, I, I've seen people sort of throw out the idea of Braxton Miller as a return guy. He never he's returned, he's never returned a punt or a kick at Ohio State.
0: We did a practice, we saw him.
1: So um I guess my question is as as this gets figured out over there cuz I could see Braxton Miller doing well in an agility drill and stuff like yeah. that in terms of you know quick cuts, good movement, not just the straight line speed stuff. He's a, he's a very good athlete. He's a very good athlete. I just don't I have some question of how he fits into the NFL. What are you drafting him to be? Because just as a guy who's only played one year of receiver, and he, he's a slot guy. I don't know. He, he never played outside receiver for Ohio State. He did not have the ball that often. Um, what's an NFL team looking at him as? And to me, I don't know that you can draft a slot guy that high. Mm-hmm. You know, he seems like a hybrid guy. I could see him being in the backfield on third down. Maybe he evolves into a returner. Um but he just seems to me a little bit more like a luxury pick, like an extra. Not like an every down, we know he can do this guy. And in my mind, if you're picking a guy in the first round, maybe even the second round,
2: you're I mean, looking I mean, for
1: a sure thing. Right. And, and and not that Braxton Miller is not a great athlete. Even know indeed. he's a great athlete. But but is he a sure thing? And even if he's if he's a sure thing, he's a sure what? Right.
2: And that's the thing. And that's why I kind of blurted out their need. Does anybody go... Wow, the biggest need in our team right now is a cool, shifty slot receiver. And I don't know if that's true. And there have been guys who have been taken who are kind of specialty, fast, playmaking type players. But I don't think that in this day and age, you know, I mean, people are putting them in the first round. I'm just having watched Ohio State the last three years, I'll say like some of the most gifted, natural moves I've seen are from him. And him and Ted Ginn Jr. are crazy highlight film guys, and they're different highlights. Um, and, and Braxton's natural ability to make people miss is, is certainly something that everybody watched him over the course of the past few years. But what is his actual position, and what is he going to bring to an NFL team every day, every practice, every game that makes you want to take him in the top fifteen or the top thirty? Maybe the Browns can take him. and He can be uh, a giant among
0: their five foot nine receivers, and he can be their outside guy at six foot one and yeah. be like Megatron. I mean, he's trun- got a pretty good, good size. Like the guys.
2: comparison that I always make, and people look at me like I'm crazy, and maybe I am, is like Darren
1: Sproles type. I'm looking up Darren Sproles' stats right now. Oh. Okay,
2: and it's like Darren
0: Sproles is smaller. But Darren kick- Sproles is like a, a very generous five foot eight. Yeah.
2: So I'm not, and I'm not saying it from a the type of player. I'm saying it as like the role I could picture him being. And, yeah, but the, you know, yeah. Darren Sproles actually runs between the tackles really hard, and maybe I'm actually... And he was a running back in college. Yeah. yeah. So, like, maybe I'm selling him and short he, a little
0: bit. We know that he's an excellent return guy, too. Right. To I mean,
2: the guy makes plays all the time, and it's like, but he's not even an every-down back. And I would take no. Darren Sproles on Braxton Miller right now, so what are you taking in the first round?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think any of us disputes the fact that Braxton Miller is talented enough to have a role in the NFL, whatever that role might be. But if you're asking the question, what might that role be... You don't draft that guy in the first round it's just too much of a risk when you no matter what team you are you have needs that supersede taking a flyer on some guy you think could be really good at a position you're not sure he's going to play
1: so i'm curious to, sh- to see what braxton miller shows because i just you know i don't even know what they're going to ask him to show um all right beyond braxton miller um i'm going to tell you so you said michael thomas bill I'm also... No, no, yeah, you, no, yeah, you said Michael Thomas. I did say Michael Thomas. I'm also
0: intrigued to see um, Nick Vanette catch more passes in four days than he did
1: in five years at Ohio State. You know, that, Nick Vanette was also at the Senior Bowl, and there was almost like a, like, a, like a dual thing. Just if you read you know, the tweets and the stories of the, the draft analysts that were there, a common thread, There was like Braxton Miller and Nick Vanette, both like, hey, they look really good. They weren't used at Ohio State, but they look really good. Um, and neither of them got the ball very much. I mean, Nick Vanette, Ohio State doesn't use a tight end. So Jeff Hyreman was a third-round pick after not getting the ball very much at Ohio State. And Nick Vanette, I think, is, and this at least was sort of the reputation at Ohio State, I think Hireman was a little bit more of a blocker. Vanette's a little bit more of a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have I have a story planned for over there at the Combine that I specifically want to do with, with Nick Vanette. But he's got the... He's got a package of skills that would seemingly translate to the NFL, th- would it not?
0: I think he, yeah, I think he is what you look for in an NFL tight end now. I don't, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of the way that NFL teams play now because I don't cover the NFL on a daily basis, but it seems to me that the tight ends you hear about and the tight ends people like are the tight ends who can go out and catch passes, not necessarily stay in and block and be an extra offensive lineman. You know, Travis Kelsey type? Travis Kelsey, yeah. Not Gronk, because Gronk's a freak. Yeah. Yeah. Gronk's not a human. <laughs> but yeah, Travis Kelsey I think might be a good comparison. Because Nick Vanette, I think, is not an every-down blocker. I think we learned that in his only year as as the number one starter tight end. But I think he was underutilized as a pass catcher at Ohio State, and I think he's going to surprise some people with his ability to to run routes and catch the ball, and I think he could become a very good tight end in the NFL.
1: I want to add something in here real quick because there's another guy that I think I've seen thrown out there um, backtracking a bit as a Braxton Miller comparison is Randall Cobb. Who is a, a great receiver for the Packers? And I, you know, people say, well, he was a quarterback in college, and I didn't realize he was a quarterback at Kentucky his, as a freshman, and then as a sophomore and a junior, he was a receiver. His junior year, he caught 84 passes for 1,017 yards, yeah. and he was this a second round pick, the 64th overall pick. He caught, I repeat, 84 passes.
2: Braxton had like one total yard of offense in like a month and a half.
1: So, again, I mean, it it doesn't mean that Braxton Miller's for sure not as good of a player. It just means he he does not have the track record at at college. There are people making some comparisons about making a transition, I think, to receiver. And um, I just feel like Braxton Miller's still kind of early in that transition compared to a lot of other people. Okay, so I'm going to say the guy, and again, maybe this is obvious, but maybe it's not obvious because maybe people have forgotten about him. The guy that I am most interested to see at guess- the NFL Combine is Darnley? No,
2: Joey Bosa. No, mm.
1: Cardale Jones.
2: Oh yeah, forgot about. Who's him? that guy?
1: <laughs> when I said Joey. You're right. And it's he like, was- is the most interesting. <laughs> he is yeah. most. Interesting. I think. Okay, so I think no. we have the the top three quarterbacks for this draft, and this obviously is of importance mm-hmm. to Browns fans. Uh, Seemingly are established in in Jared Goff Carson Wentz and Paxton Lynch That Mm -hmm. seems to be that group This may be hyperbole on my part I would not be shocked If when we get out of the combine And when we get out of the pro days If Cardale Jones is back Near the top of the next group Of quarterbacks Not in that mix as a first rounder But I feel like he has been forgotten right now. And I know there are two guys in the Big Ten who are direct comparisons for him, and Christian Hackenberg at Penn State and Connor Cook at Michigan State. But I am curious to see if Cardale Jones, who's been working out with George Whitfield in California, that quarterback guru guy, if he does not get to the combine and throw the roof off the building. Are people going to fall in love with his arm, Jamarco Russell? I think people yeah, could Marcus fall Russell. in love with his arm. And I think people could fall in love with his six-five, mm-hmm. And I think people could fall in love with the whole physical package. And here's the other thing, and I don't know for sure. He did not go to the Senior Bowl. He did not go to any postseason All-Star Games because he was a redshirt junior. He was not a senior. He does not have his degree yet, mm-hmm. so he couldn't go. I don't know what I what the NFL thinks they think of him right now, but if they think that maybe he's a knucklehead based on his tweets and based on maybe how he hand you know he had like the weird tweet thing when he when he got benched or when oh, yeah. he wasn't the starter anymore yeah. in the middle of this year, and that was not exactly harmless. That was like a social media, all the thing him goofing around on social media. And I like what he does on social media. I think that's 100% harmless. Um, you know, to, to like make yourself say that you're the third-string quarterback in the middle of the season in a quarterback competition because the other guy played in you, that was a little passive-aggressive, sort yeah. of like whatever. Um, I think Cardale Jones might get in interviews with NFL teams, and we've been around Cardale Jones a lot. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I know Cardale Jones very well, but I know him to some degree. I've talked to him a lot.
2: Spent time at his You've been in the man's I've, kind of like I
1: played video much. games at his house, and when he came back to the draft last year, I sat in the back room and talked to him and his baby. So, like, you know, I mean, I talked to the guy. Um, I think he might really impress people with his self-assurance, with his um, sort of self-deprecating humor mm-hmm. at times, with he does have a little bit of the it factor Um, personality-wise, I think he would be a really good guy in an NFL locker room. And he's also really hard to sack. He's got a cannon for an arm. And I think if you get him in the room, you might be able to break down some film with him or look at some other things to, to show how the Ohio State offense, and I wrote it at the time, just was not a great fit for him this season. And I think there were other things in play with the offensive line not playing as well, with some of the receiver issues. Uh, maybe with even some of the plays they were calling, I think Cardale Jones. If people thought he was a first rounder last year, and that might have been fake, but if they think that he's a sixth rounder now, I think Cardale Jones could come out of the combine as a second or third round pick.
0: I buy that. I think it's very. I, I don't think there's any way whatsoever that he gets any higher than fourth best on the quarterback hierarchy. And I would I agree. agree with that. But I think if you're comparing in the guys like Connor Cook and Christian Hackenberg, and I don't know who else besides those five and Cardell Jones are even in the mix to draft drafted at quarterback, um, there are real questions about guys like Connor Cook and Christian Hackenberg from a personality standpoint, from the yes. way they handle themselves with their teammates, and Cardell Jones for all of his antics, if you want to call him that, on Twitter. I think that, I don't think there's a person on the Ohio State football team who would say Cardell Jones is a bad teammate. I think he'll win interviews. If you can win interviews at the Combine, that's an important thing. <coughs> he'll throw the ball for the back wall at Lucas Oil Stadium, like you said. I think this this is a – as much as a senior bowl and those drills were built for Braxton Miller, something at the NFL Combine is like built for Cardale Jones with his just innate physical abilities to sort of tear apart and make people think, oh, yeah, we forgot about this guy even though he didn't play for half the year, and all of a sudden – Cardell Jones is coming off the board in the third round, or maybe later the round. One of the thing that we haven't talked
2: about because it happened a year ago, I think that there is some built in value too for the fact that the guy was a third string quarterback, came into a situation that would have been very difficult, and we've written about this a ton, back to when it was and reflecting on it in the time since, and kind of just was never impacted mentally by the situation. And he won a national championship. And I think part of the aspect, too, of a quarterback is being able to win and win in not ideal situations. And I think all those things combined will only help him move up the draft boards. And I personally was like always dumbfounded when people thought he could be a first-round pick. But I certainly think that if you're of the NFL um, – thinking of hey we'll take a flyer and a quarterback in the third or fourth round, I could
1: see Cardell Jones being a good pick. But I but I think, you know, I think there's a difference between being like a flyer guy in the middle rounds and being a we want him guy. And and I almost think he could move up into the we want him guy range. And I think again, like, you know, if you're in the fourth or fifth round and you're like, well, we'll take a developmental quarterback. We have a quarterback, you know, but we might need a quarterback four years from now. So we'll take him and see what happens. Not that you're throwing a pick away. But, you know, I just think he could get up to the point where, I mean, people take... If you're the 53rd pick in the draft, the team is picking you to, to be their quarterback. Maybe yeah. not right now, not right today. Yeah. But they think, a year from now, we expect you to be our quarterback. or two. You know what I mean? And, and I, I don't know that he couldn't get there. And I think the, the you know, again, we're talking about those top three. As you mentioned, Bill, I think once you get to anybody that has some questions... Right, mm-hmm. Hackenberg, as you said, had some body language issues in terms of handling adverse situations on the field at Penn State. Cook seems to have some leadership questions around him at Michigan State. Fair or not? Um, once you get into anybody that has questions, okay, you throw Cardell Jones in the question mix, and then you find out his questions aren't that big of questions, and oh, by the way, he's 6'5 with a cannon. And 250 pounds. Yeah. So that's, that intrigues me. Um, a great deal. A great deal. And then I, I think one other guy I, I want us to talk about a little bit. What's our what's our time count here, Bill? We are uh, 25 minutes. All right. We're going to bring you in around 30 on this good combine thing. So if you're doing your treadmill workout, uh, go for another six minutes. and there you go. I only go 30. Does anyone else go longer than 30 minutes? Sometimes on I walk
2: into the gym and look at the treadmill and then leave. I try yeah. to get a nice 35 in.
1: Nice. Do you include the warm-up and the cool-down as part oh. of your – I don't cool down. I go from top speed – To done because I want to count everything and I don't want to have like a a, a lousy like, oh, the last two minutes I didn't do anything. Oh, yeah.
0: I count that. Yeah. Like if I'm 30 minutes on the treadmill, 10 of that cool down warm up is just me walking. Really? So it's like ten minute warm up, ten minutes good, ten minute cool down. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's. I'm in my head, I know I'm cheating, but like when I go home, my girlfriend says just to work out, they're like, yeah, I'm for thirty minutes on the treadmill. Oh reality, yeah. Ten minute cool like down. Eighteen minutes. And that
1: could be. I feel like that would be a good name for your band. Ten, 10 minute, minute cool, cool down. down. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, and here I don't know that there's any question. I mean, I don't even know who the, who's the second running. Oh, well, I guess Henry, Derrick Henry. Is it Derrick Henry? Here the are second the running back Tom on Schley's draft boards? Top
0: five running back by position: Elliott, Henry, Jordan Howard from Indiana, Corey Clement from this Wisconsin. Is old. He came back. This is the January.
1: Is this a new one? Clement came back, didn't he? No, this is from January eighth. Well, that's before they they had to declare. Mm. Okay. Pro. I'm wrong. Keep talking off on it, but anyway, okay, well, if Jordan Howard's third, then then we're talking a drop off. Because we're talking Jordan Howard was fine. He was hurt a lot for Indiana. I mean, Jordan Howard is not a game breaking running back. Uh, so you're talking Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry, and then you're talking about a drop off. And I think you're talking about NFL wise, from what everybody seems to be saying, you're talking about Ezekiel Elliott definitely at the front of the pack. Here's my question. Is Ezekiel Elliott, with his film and with what he's going to do at the Combine, going to show people that he's not just the top running back in this class, but he's a got-to-get-him-high kind of running back? Is he Todd Gurley? Is he the kind of guy that you take in the first 15 picks, even in an age where it seems like, and people have written and talked about this a lot the last couple of years, Where the value of the running back has been lessened just by the realities of the NFL and the idea that you can get guys later. Is Ezekiel Elliott not just going to be the top back in this group, but is Ezekiel Elliott special? Ari. Our Ezekiel Elliott beat writer, you went and met him at Panera Bread when he was in high school in St. Louis, and you guys each had soup in the bread bowl uh, together with his dad. What what, is he special? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um. And, and, and I think we can say this. It's not disparaging. We're just raising the, the level of discussion.
2: You see elite NFL running backs. Which
1: is, is he top? I mean, because Todd Gurley was coming off an injury, mm-hmm. and the Rams went and got him. Where did Todd Gurley go? 12th yeah, whatever? It, yeah, I believe he went 12th. I mean, like, that is, again, in an era where people are talking about, and, like, and no, uh, are you yep. ever going to have a first-round running back again? Uh, yeah, and panned out. I mean, you know, the thing that I like about time. Ezekiel
2: Elliott is um, the versatility thing. And I think that like in the NFL in, in times when you're like looking for like a big back, like you might be like Derrick Henry, I don't think that a lot of people like view him as the every down back all the time. Um, and I like the idea that Ezekiel Elliott is very strong. I like that he's fast, I like that he can catch the ball, even though he didn't do it all that much. He's a very good blocker away from the ball. He can carry a load, but he can also, you know, break away with his speed. and I and I think that just the idea that he's been used in a bunch of different ways in college and was one of the best players in college football makes me think that he's going to have a very, very good NFL career. The thing that I don't know is whether or not he's a top fifteen pick just because of his of his um, position. And the thing is, is that like. Gurley panned out, and they took that chance and they got him in the top ten, I'm not sure that Gurley is going to change the Rams franchise. And right. usually when you start getting up into that type of a pick, as good as Gurley is, do I think he's worth it? I don't know if I do. Not as good as a lockdown corner, a quarterback, or a number one pass wide receiver, or a pass rusher. So Ezekiel Elliott is definitely talented. He's definitely versatile, and he has all the tools that you'd think would be a prototypical modern-day NFL back. I just don't know if modern NFL... Day backs are
1: where they should be on your board. I know there's a lot of – obviously there's a lot of blitz pickup and pass protection for running backs in the NFL. The one thing, I mean, it's like uh, Ohio State loved nothing more over the past two years than to talk about Ezekiel Elliott's blocking ability. But but a lot of his blocking is like he was getting out like as a lead blocker when they ran into quarterback in yeah, the nfl they don't, they don't do a whole lot of so. let's make our tail black a lead uh, a tail back a lead blocker on this play so i feel like there's some component of his game that gets talked about a lot that sort of won't be used yeah and i think you need to be a pretty good
0: pass catcher i don't know how good of a pass catcher elliot is i, don't I mean think, they, yeah. they
1: threw the ball to him more this year for sure he had the wrist in 2014 where i think that limited him with his wrist injury and how much he, he could catch it um but I think he did catch it a little bit. I mean, I'll be honest. With a this lot of it can... was
0: like, sw- sorry, I'm gonna cut you yes. Off. A lot of it was like swing passes. Yeah. Which again, how I don't know. Like unless you're playing for Chip Kelly, I don't know how often NFL teams have
1: run swing passes anymore. Right. But I don't know. Um, I'll be curious to see what he runs. I'll be curious to see what he runs because, and again, he's a big back. He's he's a physical back. But yeah, I don't know that. He, I don't know that he has pull-aways. But yeah. how many how
2: many players have you seen that are as fast and as no, able right. to take a beating.
1: You don't. You don't need Ezekiel Elliott to run as fast as Braxton Miller. Yeah, I mean, a guy yeah, like yeah. that with who's that physical, who can take a beating, isn't going to run that. I don't think they expect him to. Um, yeah. So
2: just the idea that you know he's got both is big. I think.
1: You know, I just I I I don't know. And I, and I was talking about this with someone the other day. Where did uh, Melvin Gordon go last year? He was fifteenth. Uh, Fifteenth overall to the Chargers. Melvin Gordon went fifteenth overall. And I was talking to someone You in a four five two. Who knows a lot about the Big Ten you know. and who thought that Melvin Gordon was gonna be great. And Melvin Gordon wasn't great as a rookie. No with Mel- the Chargers. And as good as Ezekiel Elliott was, I mean Melvin Gordon, what Mel- Melvin Gordon ran for
2: five thousand yards. Melvin
1: Gordon, year? yeah. He was two, like more like, than two thousand yards. By the middle of the year nine?
0: he was in a running back uh Tandem He wasn't even In the future Running back So
1: um, I don't know That Ezekiel Elliott's not more Melvin Gordon Than Todd Gurley Um, And the one thing I wonder about is And there were At times And certainly Ezekiel Elliott Broke tackles and stuff But I I feel like A lot of times When when the Ohio State Run game Was at its best There were holes Mm. There were holes And there were safeties Who didn't know How to play the position (laughs) And there was Evan Spencer And Jeff Hyreman Throwing their bodies At when the Ohio State run game was dominating people, and I guess this is this is particularly in the in the postseason national championship run, uh, and Urban Meyer even said at times I could have run through those holes, you know. And I'm not trying to downgrade Ezekiel Elliott, but I, I mean there were times when he was running behind some guys who were giving him a great path, and you don't get holes that big in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm curious what they're going to be looking for. Uh, from Ezekiel Elliott not to and again that he is I think firmly established himself as the number one back says a lot but when you are at that position and you want to go high you don't just have to be the best guy this year you have to be a guy who is worth taking that high and I think that's going to be his challenge at the combine to show things physically that make you say well you know Someone at 29 is not interested in him. Someone at 11 is interested in him, or someone at 16 is interested in him. And I, I, I don't know. I think, I think looking at what Melvin Gordon did, um, I think that could be hard for him. I think, I think we may come away from the combine with Ezekiel Elliott a little lower on draft boards than he is right now. Dame Brugler has a 10th overall, and I've seen, I've seen him between. 10 and
0: 20, basically. I've seen 10. I've seen a lot of 18. What I think is the Lions pick at 18. Yeah, I just... Or 16, I'm sorry, it's the Lions. 18 is the Colts. I've seen them there, too. Um, yeah, it's tough for a running back. And it's it's strange to me now thinking back that like Todd Gurley, who was on one leg up until basically training camp started, went that high. So
1: I Yeah, know. I mean, I think he was that special. I mean, he yeah. was the guy who missed this, the last half of his last year in college because yeah. of an injury and was not even recovered in time to start the season, he did not play. In the first, I knew that he's on my fantasy team. He didn't play the first couple of games, you know. But you they were like upset. You
2: drafted him at first, I think. No, but, no, but I, I was mad. Didn't but it then it worked out. It worked out. Not like, you. I think everybody was kind of yeah. Because you it. thought. But, I
1: think they were cautious with him because with the running back, obviously you have to be. Um, but uh, that's a high bar, man. That is a high bar, and I'll tell you what. And, and and again, this is maybe a little more draft than just combine. As an NFL running back, I'm not a hundred percent sure that Carlos Hyde. Out of Ohio State wasn't just as prepared for the NFL as Ezekiel Elliott, in terms of the kind of runner he was and the kind of things he did. Um, and Carlos Hyde, and he, think, was, and well, he not, was fast too. He was fast. Yeah. Um, I think Carlos Hyde might be a little faster than Ezekiel Elliott. I'll be curious to see how their forty times compare. Um, both big backs who could who could do multiple things, um, and Hyde, who I think was middle late round, late second round. And during an, in, a, in a time when people were saying, "Okay, well, that's that's a, the value of the running back is such that you're just not going to go as high."
0: Yeah, well, it's two, like last year there were two running backs taken in the first round. The two years before that, there wasn't one
1: taken in the first round. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, um, and I would say again, I don't know if the Chargers think that taking Melvin Gordon 15th was was the best thing to help their team. I don't know. Okay, so there's just going to be so many stories coming out of the combine. It's going to be unbelievable. 14 guys are going to be there. Adolphus Washington, who was suspended for the last game of his career, he's going to be very interesting. He had been talked about during the season as a first-round pick. You don't see him on first-round mocks at the moment. Uh, Von Bell, as a playmaking safety, I think is very interesting. Eli Apple at corner is a guy who's in a lot of first rounds. You had mentioned Darren Lee is a guy I'm interested in Darren Lee because. I think Darren Lee could explode at the combine. Um, Ryan Shazier went 15th. I think Darren Lee could go higher. I think Darren Lee could lay down some agility and athletic and speed kind of things at linebacker. They sort might be the new modern to linebacker.
2: Shazier a little bit too. And Chazier, I think Shazier worked. Shazier worked, and she yeah, I mean, like, you know, you saw, we all saw what Shazier was. And there were some concerns, if I remember correctly, when Shazier was entering the draft about his size and whether or not he would be able to hold up that linebacker just because he's fast and athletic. And then, look, I think he's had a very good career so far. And
1: and as good as Ryan Shazier is, I think Darren Lee might be a half-step more instinctual. As a guy who was a high school quarterback and played the position, I think Darren Lee is really smart. And I think Darren Lee could wind up as a guy who's like the 12th pick in the draft. So you think that
2: Darren Lee is better than Shazier in college?
1: Because um, I
2: thought that Shazier's, and that was interesting for you to say that you think he's more. I mean, we well, to, it's a different thing. Up, like, I
1: think there's a difference between like college production and how you project outward. I sort just
2: of. I thought that the best thing that Ryan Shazier ever was was instinctual. From the second he stepped on the field as a freshman, I just like where he ended up. I don't. There know. are it just plays. Debate, I feel
1: maybe instinctual is the wrong word, but I feel like there are pl- a couple plays Darren Lee makes where he jumps like a swing pass, or jumps a screen, or jumps a thing, and it's like. What are you doing there? And it's sort of a combination of instinctual football knowledge, film study, and the kind of thing where it's like that guy's sort of playing the game on a different level than yeah. other people on the field. Um, I feel like, because it's funny, I asked Luke Fickle about this at the Fiesta Bowl, whether Darren Lee was was more raw than any linebacker he'd ever had at Ohio State coming in as a high school quarterback. And he said maybe Shazier was more raw. Okay. So I do feel like... Um, even though Darren Lee's new to the position, I feel like Darren Lee is a little more polished maybe in his overall fitting into a defense part of the game and knowing when to take a risk, when not to, how to blow up a play, that kind of stuff, maybe a half-step better than Shazier. Very similar physically. Um, but I think he could do some physical things at the Combine to make people believe he's even better than they think he is now.
0: Watch out for Josh Perry. Boom! I said, just to remind people, when Josh Perry was really good in the NFL, remember that I said, like, in October that he was going to be really good in the NFL. No he, one's going to remember Bill. Well, they will know. Just I think they might be. I,
1: I'll be curious to see. I mean, I, I, you know, coverage questions and stuff at linebacker. But, like, again, like, fitting in and making a tackle and, like, uh, yeah, I put him at linebacker. I, I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. And, again, really smart guy you want on your team kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these Ohio State guys, not to, not to like, Brown knows them, but I mean, like we've known that these are guys. A lot of these guys are going to impress people in interviews too. I mean, if you sit down and talk to Joshua Perry, if you sit down and talk to Darren Lee, um, the, the guys like that, they're they're going to impress impress NFL people with their knowledge of the game and the kind of people they are. So, um, that's our preview of the NFL Combine. Again, I'll be there in Indy this week with uh, Tom Reed. Dan Labe and Mary Kay Cabot will be covering all things combine. I'll mostly be focusing on Ohio State, and that will keep me busy because there can be 14 guys there. So um, thanks for listening to our latest edition of The Bad Podcast. You can follow us every day at cleveland.com slash OSU, our stories on Ohio State football, basketball, and everything else. But for now, for Ari Wasserman, for Bill Landis, I'm Doug lane Maurice. Thanks for listening to The Bad Podcast.